This is an adult education podcast of Lanier Technical College. If you are a lawful resident of the state of Georgia and are interested in more free lessons to improve your English or prepare for your high school equivalency diploma, such as the GED or HiSET, please visit our website, www.laniertech.edu. Click on Adult Education and follow the instructions. And now for our lesson. Welcome to today's lesson on the Civil War. Our names are Elliot Hood, Judson Coffey, and Emma Callahan. Today we are going to be learning about the Civil War, the key battles that were fought in it, the people who were involved in it, and the aftermath and the reconstruction of the Southern States. What do you know about the Civil War? It was such a major part of America's history, yet Americans know the bare minimum. We are here to help better your understanding of specific parts of the Civil War, including the major battles, the people who played the biggest role in that time period, and the Reconstruction Era. You will learn the importance of all these learning points and hopefully grow your knowledge on the Civil War and the impact it had on the United States. The main driving force behind the Civil War was the issue of slavery, with one side in favor of ending it and the other side wanting to maintain it. This war is one of the most applicable ones in history to this day because race is still an ongoing issue in our country. One example is for the removal of Confederate statues throughout the various locations in the South. The main reason is because many people see it as a symbol for racism that they are still forced to see each and every day. Much progress has been made in the last 150 plus years, but most of us can agree that our country is still not in a place where it needs to be. Hopefully by looking at history, it can allow us to evaluate how these tensions transpired in the first place and give us a great opportunity to lead to providing more equality for everyone and not just our country, but the world. We will now talk about some of the key figures during the Civil War, which include Abraham Lincoln, Jefferson Davis, Clara Barton, Robert E. Lee, Ulysses S. Grant, Stonewall Jackson, and William T. Sherman. First, we'll begin with Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln was named one of the great, America's greatest heroes during the Civil War era. His election was seen as the start for the outbreak of the Civil War. Lincoln is most famously known for his 1863 Emancipation Proclamation, which freed over 20,000 slaves in Confederate territory. His overall goal was to establish emancipation as a union. Next, we'll discuss Jefferson Davis, who was named the President of the Confederate States of America after the South's secession from the Union. Davis was a Senator and Secretary of War who defended the side of the South over their battles with slavery. These battles eventually led the path of the Civil War beginning. Next is Clara Barton. Barton was an independent nurse during the Civil War who worked countless hours to help aid wounded Americans. Barton is best known for her contribution of starting the American Red Cross, but she was named the first president of the American branch and began work in 1881. Next, we'll discuss Robert E. Lee. Lee was most famously known for being a Confederate general who led the South's attempt at secession during the Civil War. He challenged Union forces during the war's bloodiest battles, including Antietam and Gettysburg. He eventually surrendered to Union General Ulysses S. Grant. Ulysses S. Grant was commanding general in 1865. He led the Union armies to victory over the Confederacy in the Civil War. 
As an American hero, Grant was later elected the 18th President of the United States. He was very famously known for his diligence during the war. He earned the nickname Unconditional Surrender Grant after the battle at Fort Donelson, which resulted in around 3,000 casualties. Next is Stonewall Jackson. He was a skilled military tactician. Jackson served as a Confederate general under Robert E. Lee in the Civil War. He led troops at Manassas, Antietam, and Fredericksburg. He is now remembered as a genius to military tactics. Some of his tactics from the Civil War are still studied and put to use today. Jackson lost an arm and died after he was accidentally shot by Confederate troops at the Battle of Chandlersville. Finally, we will discuss William T. Sherman. Sherman's role in the American Civil War was a general and major architect of modern warfare. He led Union forces in crushing campaigns through the South, marching through Georgia and the Carolinas. He is most famously known for his March to the Sea campaign that waged total war through heart of the Confederacy, including South Carolina, to destroy their will to resist. Now we will move to Elliot, who will speak about the battles. <clears throat> Thank you, Emma. There are many important battles that took place during the Civil War. This war was one of the most important ones in our nation's history that is still applicable to, applicable to this day. This war was during a time when there was much division in our country. According to an analysis, the death toll may have been as high as 850,000 people, which would be the equivalent of 8 million Americans losing their lives today in a war. The first battle that took place and launched the Civil War was the battle at Fort Sumter in South Carolina in April of 1861. This battle would begin one of the, one of the bloodiest wars in American history as the Union and secessionists of the Confederacy faced off. While many died in battle, most of the soldiers died from factors such as illness, lack of nutrition, and not recovering from battle wounds. The second battle which we will discuss is the first Bull Run, which took place on July 21st, 1861. General Irvin McDowell led his men from Washington, D.C. to Virginia with the purpose of seizing control of the Confederate capital in Richmond. The men that McDowell had in this battle were not very experienced and it would come back to haunt the Union. They initially were strong in the battle, driving back the Confederate forces, but reinforcements came very soon by General Thomas Jackson, also known as Stonewall Jackson for his strong defensive tactics. This was the first major battle in the war and it is estimated that the Union lost nearly 3,000 men in it. The Confederacy, who became victorious in this battle, nearly lost 2,000 of their own men. Another historic battle was that of Fort Donelson. This battle took place on February 11th through the 16th of 1862. The Union, led by Ulysses S. Grant, was victorious in this fight. Fort Donelson is located off the Cumberland River in Tennessee. The Union at first struggled in an attack by boat, but the Confederacy eventually would retreat and provide enough time for General Grant to strategize for a greater attack against the Confederacy. Confederate Generals Gideon Pillow and John Floyd led their men behind, left their men behind, and resulted in them surrendering, surrendering to General Grant. The victory set up the capture of Fort Henry and made the state of Tennessee vulnerable to more ensuing attacks by the Union. Another great battle from the Civil War was Antium. This battle took place on September 17, 1862. General Robert E. Lee of the Confederacy invaded Maryland to put the Union under great pressure. 
President Abraham Lincoln sent Major General George McClennan to stop the attack. The fight initially took place in a cornfield where both sides struggled with accuracy because of all the tall corn stalks. The battle ended in a stalemate and the Union was able to prevent General Lee from overtaking the area. Because the Union was able to counter the attacks of the Confederacy, this led to President Lincoln having the, having the confidence to issue the Emancipation Proclamation, which led to slaves becoming free. It also shifted the war to the sole focus on ending slavery. Later on in the war, on May 18th through July 4th of 1863, was the Battle of Vicksburg. Vicksburg is in the state of Mississippi and was seen as a critical location for the Confederate military. In the middle of May, General Grant sent forces to attack the area multiple times but had difficulty going up against the Confederates' defense. However, the Confederate soldiers and, and civilians had to endure hardships from the ongoing attack because it, because it forced them to hide out in man-made caves. As the Union Army was continually relentless in their attacks against the Confederacy, the Confederate Army initially gave, eventually gave in and surrendered to General Grant. This battle was a huge victory for the Union because they were able to capture a vital supply line for the Confederacy. Maybe the most historic battle in the Civil War because of the amount of casualties that took place on both sides was Gettysburg. This battle lasted just three days on July 1st to the 3rd of 1863. At the beginning, the Confederate troops were able to drive Union forces away from the fields where the battle would take place, but they were unable to break through the heart of the Union defense on the second day. And then on the third day, General Lee led an attack against Union troops at Cemetery Ridge, which is located just south of Gettysburg. Confederate General George Pickett led two brigades against the Union but this ended in a complete disaster with more than half of his men dying. As a result, General Lee was forced to retreat and end his, end his invasion. It is estimated that the Union lost 23,000 men while the Confederacy lost 28,000. From here, this battle was a difficult loss for the Confederacy and was a big part in why they lost the war. The war would end with Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrendering to Union leader Ulysses S. Grant at Appomattox Courthouse on April 9th of 1865. However, it would not be until August of 1866 when President Andrew Jackson declared a formal end. Now that I've uh, finished with the battles, I will pass it on to Judson who will talk about the Reconstruction period. The Reconstruction Era was an era defined as the period after the Civil War lasting from the years 1865 to 1877. This was a time when the country was trying to come back together and they were trying to repair the infrastructure that, uh, that was damaged and lost in the South as the war quickly spread into the, into the heart of the South. And it was also a time trying to reintegrate the government and re-strengthen the Southern government back into the American Union as a whole. Now, one of the big bills that is related to all of this is the Wade-Davis Bill. It was passed by Congress and it was meant to delay the South's reconstruction and weaken their government. However, this was pocket vetoed by Lincoln, meaning in essence, he refused to sign it until after the deadline was passed. Lincoln was much more about a forgiving reconstruction, while those that passed the Wade-Davis bill, known as radical Republicans, were much more about punishing the South very strictly 
and giving them less of a role in the current government. However, once Lincoln was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth, Andrew Johnson, the vice president, was, uh, well, elected as the president. And Andrew Johnson was far more willing to help the radical Republicans than Lincoln was. And this had its benefits as well as its troubles for the Reconstruction era. Now, before we go further into that, we have to see where the lines are drawn for Reconstruction. There were two sides, the Southern Democrats and the Radical Republicans. And there were also the moderate Republicans that were mixed in the middle. Now, the Southern Democrats were interested in basically cutting their losses and trying to regain their own form of power after the Civil War. But the Radical Republicans wished to basically continue to weaken the Southern states. Now, that is not to say that the Radical Republicans did not have good goals. They wanted universal male suffrage for the Southern states, making all the citizens equal before the law. This basically meant that African Americans would be able to vote, and they would support the Radical Republicans who gave them this right. In some ways, the Radical Republicans were motivated by ethics, but in some ways they were just interested in gaining more power. Andrew Johnson, while he supported some of the Radical Republican ideals, was far more moderate than them. His outline for Reconstruction was that all except generals and wealthy plantation owners would receive a pardon after the war. However, it is worth noting that many of these generals and wealthy plantation owners did end up receiving individual pardon, pardons for their crimes. Johnson did want slavery to be abolished, but he also wanted to re repeal the debt and the succession of the southern states in the um, for the United States, meaning that he wanted the Confederacy debt eliminated and he wanted the Confederacy to basically admit that they were once again a part of the wider United States. Now, Johnson did grant the Southern states one thing that greatly diminished the progress that could have been made after the Civil War, which I will explain later after going into a bit more detail about some of the actions the Radicals did. Two key things the Radicals accomplished, despite the moderate Republicans and Johnson's interference, was the Freedmen's Bureau and the Civil Rights Bill. The Freedmen's Bureau extended the lifespan of, well, the Freedmen's Bureau, which was an organization that worked to help former slaves transition into traditional life. This was the first of its kind, though it was not the last. And the Civil Rights Bill guaranteed that all those born in the United States were national citizens meaning that in theory, African-American males, as females were not yet granted voting rights, the ability to vote and have a voice in the government. However, Johnson gave the Southern states a great deal of autonomy, meaning they were able to enact the Black Codes, which we do go into more detail in another podcast we did over the Civil Rights Movement. Now, however, right here we'll just explain that the Black Codes were rules that greatly reduced the freedom of African Americans and restricted their ability to vote by placing poll taxes and literary taxes on the voting polls. This resulted in the whole affair of the Reconstruction being a time that was not nearly as progressive as it could have been, as many of the former slaves could not read so they couldn't pass the literary test and they didn't have the money to pay for the poll taxes, meaning that in essence they had no voice in the government. And many of the governmental officials in the southern states where the African Americans were at were usually former Confederate soldiers, so they weren't exactly keen on giving African Americans higher positions in government. Now, that is not to say that certain laws weren't enacted that in theory gave racial equality. 
but there were yet to be laws in place that prevented the restraining of these rights. So this caused many of the progress that could have made in the Reconstruction to be delayed and hindered until the wider civil rights movement of the 1960s. Now, we are going to go over some questions to review what we've learned. First, we'll begin with the people. Who was named 18th President of the United States after his success in the Civil War? Ulysses S. Grant. Who founded the American Red Cross and was named the first president? Clara Barton. Who was an advocate for the South's interests on slavery and led battles which eventually led to the Civil War? Jefferson Davis. <clears throat> now for battles. What was the first battle that took place and led to the beginning of the Four-Year War? Fort Sumter. Robert E. Lee was a famous general for which side of the war? The Confederacy. Who was the President of the United States who led the Union and signed the Emancipation Proclamation which freed slaves at the time of the war? Abraham Lincoln. And now for questions of the Reconstruction period. What was the Freedmen's Bureau? an agency that helped transition former slaves into a free lifestyle. What was the Civil Rights Bill? A bill that granted those born in the United States citizenship. Which group was more harsh on the southern states and wanted total equality for the former slaves? The Radical Republicans. We have now wrapped up our explanation of the Civil War. We hope this was an educational experience for all of you, and thank you for listening. Now we're going to do a quick refresher of what we just learned. The Civil War contained many key figures that made it the historical event we all know today. It sparked the beginning of the separation of blacks and whites, as well as North and South. The major people, such as Robert E. Lee, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses A. Grant, S. Grant, and so many more played major roles in the Civil War and are remembered today for the impact they had on the era. These men led battles, stood up for racial equality, and overall made huge strides for America not to be segregated. The many battles, won or lost, made the war exceptionally important to the people of America and still hold a certain bitter sweetness to those victories. The America we all know today would not be what it is without the lasting effects of the Civil War. The Reconstruction period also played a huge role in the end result of this era. Although it was not the end-all be-all of historical periods, it set up a great basis for Americans to build on and create laws for equality throughout the country. Thank you all for listening. This concludes the lesson. Please make a note of the time, complete your log sheet, and turn your log in to your instructor at the end of the week. Then complete the follow-up activities assigned by your instructor or in your course module. This podcast has been a collaborative production of Lanier Technical College and the University of North Georgia.